Plantily podcast, playfully playing a part without feeling a part. A channel for nature, climatizing with consciousness and helping to normalize a natural state of being. Dive in for deep discussions. In this episode, we're going to look at a plantily session and see how people respond to this medicine. Peeling back the petals, womb wisdom. Give the ones you love wings to fly, roots to come back, and reasons to stay. A beautiful and applicable quote by the Dalai Lama. Those soft but strong connections between Rose and Mary Magdalene, linked together by a deep line, circling back to an ancient time, for the feminine can be wild and ferocious too, unveiling her mysteries for truths to flow through. Are you truly prepared for the sacred waters, guarded closely by all of her daughters, bravely swimming upstream to her waterfall, but few have the true power to leap this mighty water wall, returning to the pool from which you birthed, what treasures might now be unearthed. Rose taught me that part by way of the koi carp. You see, you need this raw power to reach these rare truths, but must trust in self to sail through these tall booths. Has your heart been truly worn upon your sleeve, or hidden away to yet still deceive? Your heart will now be weighed on her sacred scale, and it's this that will govern whether you'll pass or fail. What of those who haven't earned their keep, exploiting and extracting water from depths so deep? This sexual power might still surge and rise to their head, but lacking impurity and corrupting mind instead. No sparkling crown with all its glory, nor shift in tide and changing story. Purified water reaches heart by blood flowing, moving to extremities for true feeling and knowing, letting go of old emotions by resurfacing them once more, peeling back the petals to live as we did once before sighing and exhaling with every deep release, lightening the load and a floating sense of peace. Those emotional defenses, walls built around the heart, crumble with the force of rose for true love to truly start. Directress of dream state, awakening in the night, digging out old memories to see them in new light, changing the course of days that follow, better times we forward borrow. So let's sweetly sip from the holy grail and remember once more life's hidden tale. Vesica Pisces resembles the fish bladder, Kundalini rising the spiral spiritual ladder. And now is the moment to wake from the spell, chalice in hand by the wishing well. Lady of the lake emerges holding the sword, passing it over, divine genders restored. For behind every great man, a great woman shows the way. Find them both inside you, and you won't be led astray. Rose roams wildly on the southern side of my land. Her flowering bouquets in May, year on year expand. As with her flower form, she can be soft and sensitive. But there's a thornier side, wounding and wounded, attacking and defensive. She can be docile or dominant with her demands, but calls to communicate, she clearly commands. 
Sometimes when gardening or walking past she beckons, it's time to connect in again for the next round of lessons. She teaches virtues like those of Mary Magdalene's and lost stories connected with the Essenes. Then there's the mists of Avalon and sacred feminine truth, the blood of Christ and the cup of eternal youth. Where there's rose, there's spiritual stories to be told, but only to be revealed to the brave heart so bold. Her channeling of water, cool, calm and collected, compassionately caring, living life unaffected. A path of forgiveness, yes, I've been hurt before, but the layers of armour never served me and so I dropped them to the floor. Dear friend, there's more to life than meets the eye, perhaps some confusion within the illusion, projecting what needs correcting, reliving what needs forgiving. It's a mighty task and endeavour to respond with unconditional love to the whatever. It's the road less travelled, but the path of least resistance, when one flows with a heartstream gently guided by its assistance. These are my own insights, but a great beauty of life is that of perspective. So how might others respond to the spirit of Rose, unbeknownst this being the spirit they're receiving? How might they perceive it through their six senses? And when the heart is met by a touch so tender, one simply surrenders to its splendor. While this podcast focuses on two stories, more sharings can be read in raw after-session written form at plantalee.com forward slash podcast forward slash rose. Hello, my name is Lindsay. I am a supremely sensitive being and a total nerd. I'm deeply passionate as well as peaceful by nature. I spent about 10 years in the modeling industry, living around the world, certain that it would help me feel comfortable being seen. But unsurprisingly, it had the opposite effect. I folded in on myself even further. For a long time, I didn't want to live, but I simply didn't want to live the way I was living in the reality I was participating in. The chaos that I often found myself trying to escape from was not, in fact, me failing or the world rallied against me, but unexperienced potential. It invited me to stop resisting and instead expand into a new way of being, one where I could thrive. My spiritual path opened to my awareness with a kundalini awakening two years ago which has led me on a journey that has brought profound shifts, a lot of release, and incredible blessings into my experience of the world. I am here in this life as a cosmic connector, a bridge who guides souls from one way of being to another. This was my second Plantily session and they were only two weeks apart, so it was very interesting to observe what arrived in my field, asking for my presence, and what shifts I was open to embracing with each essence. I cannot say that I stumbled upon Plantily, as it was a very lived experience of words having creational power. 
my musings with a dear friend about the possibility of tuning into the medicine of plants brought Andy crystal clear into my field by way of an interview he did with Steve Nobel. I received a highly affecting dose of the medicine from the transmission shared in the Poppy and Octopus podcast, and shortly thereafter experienced my first session. In my 34 years of this life, I have learned that resistance can be very crafty, but that I cannot miss what I came here for. I have learned that I was born for this time. I have also learned that suffering has a role to play, but it is a supporting role, one that is not here to stay, but rather be transmuted should we choose. In trying experiences, depression, the loss of a child, anxiety, sexual abuse, these are all initiations that in very poignant ways offer a way for the heart to be splintered wide open, to shed a shell or armor that is keeping life at arm's length. Until recently, I collected suffering because I believed it made me strong. Look at what I've been through, my ego could whisper within. But in that, it could also whisper, look at how you're failing. Look at how you are unworthy of better things. Because I was not letting go of what was ready to die in order to receive the blessing of new, expansive life. I was not ready to face the thorn in my side. There is something transcendentally rare about the rose. She brings a juxtaposed balance, a sacred strength supporting a divinely delicate grace. And all that rests upon shaky foundations begin to wobble. Where am I holding on? clutching to beliefs and patterns that keep me from blooming? Where have I not received the learnings from my own life? During this time with Rose, I have been invited to take the long drink from the chalice of my life and acknowledge it is easy to blame. It is easy to project. It is easy to close and wish to be anywhere but where you are. It is not easy to open to the experience that life is gifting you, to face the shadow, to discover the thread of how, once healed, the initiations, the thorns, are a boundary in service that allows the rose to become with sacred resilience. I had been deep in resistance to my life in the two months leading up to the session, wondering why I wasn't receiving what I felt I was so committed to. My knowings guided me to experiences which went so differently than how I thought they would. As Rose entered my field, a sweet shift began to present itself. I realized I was clinging to the belief that I didn't have help that all fell to me. 
The week before the session, I was sobbing in the middle of the night, asking for help from the universe. And yet when it came, in numerical messages, in conversation, in situations, in opportunities, I closed, refusing to receive the water that would quench this desperate thirst. I was constantly magnetizing to me all that I needed to birth what I wished to create, but I was simply too bound to my old beliefs to receive this potential. My thorns, instead of being the foundation to bring forth my own wisdom, were turned inward in self-harm and judgment. Old memories began to resurface of manipulation and sexual projections, a pattern playing out over the decades and lifetimes, a belief that I was tethered to suffering at the hands of others and I could never be free. I started to see the power I had given away. I knew why I had fled my body, why I was so afraid to anchor. My deep sensitivity couldn't bear the betrayal of trust, my own naivete collapsing in on me. How could I not have seen? And so I did what I could at the time to cope as I blamed my innocence for my hurt. Stone upon stone, mounting heavier and heavier so that I carried not only the pain of experience, but the pain of lack and unworthiness. It is the same pain of lack we have all felt on some level. The mother wound, the searching for home, grieving a loss we do not understand, and the dissonance that rings cavernous in our being, wondering why we feel so cramped when space is infinite. So I began to pull on the threads that were making themselves known in the pressure cooker I found myself in at home. Subtle imbalances became a giant wobble, the spinning top too heavy to stop. It was carried by a momentum, a cleansing water that left the ship's captain to abandon all effort and let the wheel spin unmanned. And each time the storm passed and the ship floated peacefully, held by a sea of endless calm, the only sign that a storm had ever been through was that everything had changed for those on board. Rose invited a new layer of softness. To see the initiations of my life were never failings, but in service to my own blossoming. They also showed me where I had gone against my own heart and supported my ability to stand in my truth and power with resilience. Just before the session, I saw myself floating in a stream, but strapped to a raft. It was quite amusing to see the heavy expectation on myself to trust and surrender when completely constricted by force. My womb was aching, extremely tender. 
The session itself was one of profound visions. In one of them, I stand on a cliff's edge with a dark, ominous mist lurking behind. I am naked and preparing to take flight. But first, I turn to face the darkness that lurks behind me. I cannot fly until I face it. And time shifts. I can see in slow motion the power I exert in looping time as I move the mist away with mighty force by throwing energy, by screaming like a banshee, propelling sound waves of dynamic power until the mist falls back. And then I turn to take flight. Each time I leap, but something inevitably occurs. There is a tether where I believe I cannot fly, that I am not free. And each time I fall, I am carried back by an unseen bird to the cliff's edge. But after a few times, it changes. At the cliff's edge appears a radiant being. It is me, holy, elven, a shining one, the whispers say. My cloak dances in the wind, my hair swirls around my face in picturesque beauty. I am carrying a large glowing sphere of light and compassionately kneel to the ground, placing the sphere and then my hands upon the earth. From it, light and plants and flowers blossom in trails in every direction within the land itself. The earth glows so brightly that shards of light shoot upward and dissolve the mist. It does not return, it does not leave, it simply dissolves. The flowers and greenery are everywhere, the landscape entirely changed. I turn to the endless expanse at the edge, leap, and take flight. And all that remains is a single white feather that dances and swirls, carried by the wind. Next I am told that there is a temple that awaits to enter through my heart if I wish. A golden temple appears before me, water cascading alongside the steps. I wash my hands in the flowing water as I ascend. Within the temple is a magnificent tree which I am guided to touch. As I place my hands upon it, I receive an ancient stone, a crystal, imbued with codes and wisdom impossible to describe. I begin dancing. It feels vital, vibrant, tantric. It is creation in flow. Suddenly I have dissolved, but all at once have spread throughout the earth, as though I've become the waterways, the ley lines. I have become no thing, and yet I am all, all at once. And from all I am, everything can spring. I am pulled gently into the roots of a dazzling sunflower, bathed in radiant beams of sunlight. As the session finishes, 
there are fields of sunflowers as far as I can see. Immediately after the session, I was incredibly blissful. I went to watch the sunrise and aurora colors blanketed the sky as a thick mist was burned away by the light of the sun. In the days after the session, I experienced the same pains I did after giving birth to my children, which often occurs for me after a huge transformation. But Rose had a multi-layered, multi-faceted journey for me. Layer after layer calling for rebalancing and forgiveness that is impossible to detail here. But this understanding that I needn't force, that I already am all I long for, did not match my waking life. In my family, I burdened myself, wilting away, instead of commanding with loving presence and taking up space. While considering how to articulate my experience, I came face to face with how in my daily life, I felt the need to prove my worth, that I wanted to be impactful, to be of use, that I wanted others to have the experience Rose had offered me. I pulled from her, picked her apart, I tried to understand and contain her magic neatly and perfectly, but I was not living the wisdom I had found. I had manipulated her. And the thorns, again in service, showed me my own contradictions, reflecting our collective distortion, control, manipulation, silencing, and shunning of the feminine through the ages. But if I have learned one thing from this powerful ally, it is that her power, her secrets, her wisdom will not be lost, controlled, or tamed. Her depth of ancient knowings will not be overlooked. She is well-practiced in creating timing, creating everything from nothing including the potential for others to receive in the flow of divine timing and doing it not for fame or accolades, but because she is the embodiment of the loving truth that we as humans are creational beings, that we have unfathomable power to transform, to command the conditions for beauty and bliss to bless the earth and create an entirely new way of being. Co-creating magic with the rose, energy and lineage. My name is Anna. I'm originally from Romania and I currently live in England. My life completely changed around four years ago when I went through a life crisis where everything that I ever knew crammed in front of my eyes. Ever since, I've started to work on myself on a deeper level by doing sacred plant medicine, healing and body work, reading all the spiritual books that I could get my hands on. I trained in energy healing, 
and recently I felt the calling to train as an Avalon Rose Priestess. I came across Andy's work through a friend. By looking at his website, I felt the authenticity behind his work, and I also felt the sense of peace and communion with nature and the natural world. Before the healing session, there was a lot going on on my inner and outer realms. I noticed there was an inner conflict going forth and back between the head and the heart. I felt a sense of not doing what I'm supposed to do, like wasting my time in a 3D job instead of being in service and sharing my gifts with those in need. And yet, every time that I wanted to practice the healing modalities I've trained in, it just didn't feel right. I find myself going back and forth between wanting to quit my job and then worrying about how I'm going to be able to meet my family needs without a job. I also felt a strong connection with Mother Mary and the Ancient Mother. I had moments where I could feel how loved and supported I am all the time by the Mother energies. My inner guidance and intuition pushed me towards crystal singing bowls, tuning into high vibrational frequency and balancing my physical, mental, emotional and psychic bodies. I've been listening a lot to online journeys and also practice with my own crystal bowls. This helped me balance the fast energies that were continuously shifting and changing. As an empath, I am sensitive to energies around me from people, environment, the collective and electronic devices. Part of my mission is to transmute these energies and to learn not to attach myself to them. Closer to the full moon and the healing session, I notice mood swings emotional imbalances, going from being in a happy place into experiencing overwhelming emotions that trigger old patterns of unhealthy coping and sweeping under the carpet mechanism. The shadow made itself known. After that, I went into a negative cycle of feeling guilty, shame and critical towards myself for not being strong enough or learn how to deal with my emotions in a healthy way. I had strong dreams where the mother line and energies were strongly present from Egyptian lines like Hathor, Sekhmet, Isis and the Essene lineage like Mother Mary, Mary Magdalene. I found myself not getting much sleep or being wide awake just before the sun rises around 4 to 5 o'clock in the morning. This made me feel tired and throughout the day I was drawn to lay my whole body on the earth and allow my body to recharge under the sun energies. This could happen only for 10-15 minutes and I felt completely regenerated and full of energy afterwards. Before the session, I also felt the call to go within and just be with myself. My next door neighbor moved in recently. They have two small children, I think around five and seven years old. There was a lot of crying and screaming from the five years old boy who might have autism and doesn't talk much. The way he expresses himself is through screaming and crying. 
Although I was trying to be compassionate towards him, I found this situation very annoying. I associated this energy to my childhood where I felt unsafe to express myself and shut down my creative expression. I also had a big argument with my teenage daughter after I asked for help with house chores. I noticed myself moving from struggling to asking for help, then not being listened to and moving from anger into feeling powerless. As a result of that, I just wanted to withdraw, hide and going into escape mood. I also noticed a pattern just before the session and this happened in the previous session too. I went into doing mode. All of a sudden I remembered that I had so many practical things to do. When I connected with this feeling, I noticed that this was related to an inability to sit with my own emotions, almost like an escaping and coping mechanism. The way I was brought up by my family was through doing all the time. There was lots of physical work and mostly connected with nature and land. The healing session. At the beginning, I struggled to let go of control. There was something dark like over me. A sense of dark blue ocean. I heard a voice. This was once the promised land. Now it became the neverland of lost souls. Although I wasn't sure why I was transported there, it gave me a sense of trapped souls waiting to go into the light. There was a lot of energies moving around my right side of my legs. My whole spine was tingling. I kept worrying, is the session over? I wasn't listening to the playlist, so wasn't aware of timing. What was going on underneath was an inner struggle to let go of control and fully surrender. My heart was aching. My chest felt tight. As the armor was slowly falling away, the tears were flowing. I hugged someone and said, I missed you so much. I don't know who it is though. I feel and hear unprocessed emotions being released. Emotional flow was restored around my heart and stomach area. And then I drift into a completely dream flow like. It's like melting. I finally fully surrender. I'm in a time where my daughter is called Victoria. She's very powerful and she pushed me away. She gave herself to the dark forces and died from a sexual disease. She came back now in this lifetime. I hear, you must restore the hard connection that you have with your daughter. We both needed to heal each other and our wounds. I connect with my higher self. I recognize and remember my higher self. It's like a friendly tingling and warming energy. I wish I could see it. Mother Mary comes. She says that I was there when Jesus was crucified. I was one of the Marys, Mary of Salome and Bartolomeo. From there, 
angels and magical beings are teaching me, showing me to open my heart to gratitude and appreciation. And then from my open heart, divine energy is flowing through me, radiate externally to heal others. My mission has to do with facilitating healing for myself and others. I resist this path as the mind gets in the way. No wonder why the music I choose for the session was binaural sound crystal healing to balance the two brains. Some kind of clearing of conditioning and deprogramming happens. A lot of activity in my head and crown chakra. I ask my crown chakra to be opened and energies were just flowing through. There is something in my throat and I'm coughing stuff out of my throat chakra. The session ends. I feel beyond grateful and in a dreamlike state. It's almost like walking on clouds. My whole body and being is filled with unconditional love and gratitude towards Andy and my spirit guides and protectors that assisted me throughout the session. When Andy let us know that we work with the spirit of the rose, I was amazed. A change in session timing meant that three days later I had my Avalon Rose Priestess initiation ceremony. It seemed that fate and divine timing were in sync for the whole process. The healing process continued for days after the session. There was a sense of sadness and grieving an older part of myself. A strong dream the day after came with a past life where I was killed, while I was running away with my two children on an ancient road. I couldn't feel any pain. I could sense that I was passing over and before that I witnessed how people were just falling asleep all of the sudden on this road. I wasn't sure if it was a mass sleeping. People were just dropping suddenly on the road or perhaps they were dying. The night before the Avalon Rose Priestess ceremony, I tuned in and felt surrender into the wisdom of your heart. There is nothing else to do or worry about. That night, I had a dream where fire and water were weaving their energies together, divine masculine and divine feminine. At the ceremony, we were initiated by a water and fire priestesses. The ceremony day, I just surrendered and felt such a moving sacred force within my being. What came to my awareness was that the real power does not come from the old patriarchal ways of taking without asking or abusing the power of others. But the real power lies within oneself when we allow ourselves to be vulnerable enough to open and soften our hearts, to give and receive, and to be a channel for divine energies to flow through or to just be in its simplicity. I came from a very religious orthodox family and I have various members of my family from both my father and mother line placed high within the hierarchical religious system. 
What came to me on the ceremony day was that the old ways of the priesthood within my family has been misused and abused over the years. I felt strongly that my role as an Avalon Rose priestess is to restore that balance within the divine masculine and divine feminine, not only within my family but the world as well. I felt that I carried the medicine of the heart, its gentleness and purity that came from alchemizing the wounds of different types of abuse. As a woman, I carried the abuse wound into this lifetime from other lifetimes that were inflicted mostly by the patriarchal culture. This is the lifetime where my soul has the chance to heal and restore balance into those roles of victim and also perpetrator. I feel that we all played all kind of roles, from the abuser, the victim or the observer, in different lifetimes and across other dimensions and came back to learn and complete our unfinished business. The rose path is not about feminism or about women being superior to men. The rose path is about restoring that balance within the divine masculine and divine feminine within all of us and creating the sacred union within the alchemical marriage. When I came back from the ceremony, my garden was in full rose blossom, from pink, red and white. I felt that was the rose sacred way of communicating the language of love and unity within. I also noticed that after the Avalon Rose initiation, the energies were guiding me in the direction of helping others and towards compassionate action. After the healing session, I felt drawn to read the book Anna, the Grandmother of Jesus by Claire Hartsong. This is a channel book about the Holy Family and the Exene community and lineage. As I started reading, I couldn't put it down and ended up finishing in a couple of days. When I finished the book, I had the sense that a fragment of my soul came back into its original place and felt a sense of inner peace being restored, walking the path of the heart and remembering the ways of my heart and soul. With gratitude, Anna. Thank you, Lindsay and Anna, for your open heart sharing and true expression, and for further revealing the orchestra of life that brings together so many synchronous events in this magnificent living masterpiece. Thank you to all the others whose written sharings are openly offered at plantly.com forward slash podcast forward slash rose. Thank you, dear Rose, mistress of emotions, healer of heart, friend in spirit and in nature, for imparting your wisdom and for opening my own heart to the sweet fragrance that could be forever found in every moment when all that might circle many minds is a crown of thorns. Thank you to those of you listening who have made it this far in the podcast. Until next time, with love, Andy.